the question on everybody's mind. How are people affording their hot girl Europe summer? I know you're thinking it. I'm certainly thinking it. And now because this has been such a burning question everywhere, I've decided to dedicate a whole episode to holiday budgeting with Sam, who is one of our other lovely travel agents from Flight Centre, who is joining us on the series. So today we are talking all about budgeting for your holiday. Now, I want to just remind you guys again that this whole series is all about booking your dream holiday and going all out, doing it the best you can and, you know, the best way that you want to do it. So, yes, whilst, you know, some people are out there and they want to, you know, just with the bit of extra cash they've got, just spend it anywhere and, you know, go on a little trip and, you know, do whatever, live in the cheap hotels, all that sort of stuff. I'm just reminding you that this whole series is about doing it the best way that you can and getting the most out of it for yourself. So just a little friendly reminder before we go into talking about budgeting and money and all that sort of stuff, but can definitely guarantee that some of you guys have been putting in all those leave forms. I've seen the messages come through, so... I'm sorry to all the bosses out there, but we're just helping people get out and see the world. Awesome. So we're going to, same structure as last week, we're going to go into our Aviatrix updates very shortly, and then we'll go into the topic of today's episode. And I don't know if we're going to do a travel chat at the end of today, but if you guys do have some crazy travel yarns, call the hotline, send it in. We want to hear it. You can also win some Aviatrix prizes from it for the best stories that we hear. And or, sorry, or you can email it into info at aviatrix.com.au if you don't feel comfortable talking on the phone and you'd rather just type it. So without any further ado, let's go into our Aviatrix updates. Okay, welcome to our Aviatrix updates this week. First Friendly reminder, our coffee cups have just been restocked. They were really, really popular last time. So make sure you guys get in, jump online and put yourself one of those little keep cups. They are 100%, whoa, 100% plastic free. I was also, I was just about to say environmentally friendly, but they are environmentally friendly as well. So jump on, grab yourself one of those. You can also personalize it as well. So you can take it around and you're not going to lose it, any of that sort of stuff. Okay, moving on away from the Aviatrix news and more on to airline news. We're going to talk about Bonza today. So obviously the fresh new airline, very bright purple, hard to miss. So first news, it's a little bit old, but if you haven't heard, they are scrapping flights from the Sunshine Coast to Coffs Harbour, Port Macquarie and Tamworth, as well as the Cairns to Mackay and Toowoomba to the Sundays routes. Due to what they say is lack of demand and what they say is reliability issues. Is it reliability issues? Is it lack of pilots? Mm, there's a couple of little questions around that. But in saying that as well, they have just released, so they've closed down a heap of flights, but then they've opened up and expanded operations and added a third base in the Gold Coast. Now, someone who loves to go visit the Gold Coast, not particularly the biggest fan on like traveling and holidaying in Brisbane. I think it's just because I've been there quite a lot. Nothing on Brisbane if you live there. Still, still love to visit. But I really love the Goldie over Brisbane area. So this one has kind of sparked my interest. And so their new base on the Gold Coast opens up what they say is going to be 11 destinations as of November. So not too far away. And of course, being Bonza from the sounds of things, the flights are, you know, advertised at 
you know, as cheap as $49 to $79. So super, super affordable. Interesting to see how that goes as, like we spoke about earlier, seeing all those other flights shut down. Um, so, yes, that is our Aviatrix updates for today. We're going to get straight on to budgeting for your holiday now. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome aboard Aviatrix Airwaves. Please do not turn off your electrical equipment, which you are listening to this podcast on, and instead just sit back, relax and enjoy as we are about to take off into this episode. Let's talk about dollar bills, Sam. Thank you for joining us for episode two of our Flight Centre and Aviatrix Airwaves series. So we've worked out we want to go on a holiday, where we want to go with Teresa. Now it's time to budget. And we kind of touched on that a little bit in episode one of the importance of a budget and not just, you know, going overseas and saying, oh, I'll pick up work here or, you know, I can have $300 when I go over and, you know, I, but I want to see everything. So let's talk about budget because this is something that I really want to learn as well because, again, never been overseas. How much money do I actually need to take and how do I work out how much I need? So can we talk about budgeting today? Yeah, of course, no problem. Um, I guess one of the big things is what's really important to you mm-hmm. um, when you're travelling. Um, so what do you spend normally on a night out? Um, I say to people, you know, some people are a person who goes out with one glass of wine with their dinner and eats fancy meals where another person might go to cheap, you know, cheaper restaurants. And um, so you've really got to look at what you'd spend on a day out with a family or a day out yourself and maybe times that by the number of days you're away because that's what you're going to spend. Mm-hmm. You know, so um, what I tend to do when people come in with me I'll say to them, okay, well, let's sit down. Let's put your ideal trip together. Let's pre-book as much as we can. Transfers, tour, day tours, everything. We'll get as much as we can in there, include breakfast in all the hotels. Let's see where it comes out at the end. And if we need to scale it back from there, we'll scale it back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we give them their ideal trip and we'll scale it back to what's important to you. Mm-hmm. That's really interesting how you say just look at a normal night out mm. and use that budget then times it by how many nights you're going to be out because I guess, yeah, that's exactly right. Like yeah. if you're going to be going overseas and you're going to be, you know, having fancy dinners, hitting the clubs every night, then what do you spend when you do that on a weekday in your own city? And I think this is just an assumption that I would make. I think you have that holiday mind as well when you are away that – you tend to spend a bit more as yeah. well. So adding that buffer on top. Yeah, exactly. And it's no different if you go to Airy Beach or Sydney. Mm-hmm. You're still in holiday mode. You're still spending. So whether you're in Europe or there, um, if you've pre-booked you know, the attractions and stuff, it's still what you'd spend on a night out there. Mm-hmm. You know, Some people have fancier tastes. Some people are happy to eat local food. Some people are happy to have Maccas for a couple of days, you know, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know just so they can see the attractions. Whereas, um, you know, we, I've got clients who their main focus is going there for the food, you know, the eating fine dining, you know, in, in Paris or, you know, something like that. So they'd have to budget for things like that. Mm-hmm. Shopping, that's another one. Some people go there to shop. Yeah, you know? so yes. You know, are you going there? You're going to buy souvenirs. Are you going to buy something? So they need to take in consideration all those sort of things as well. Do you work out? You know, tell them to do a spreadsheet or something, or how do you how yeah. do you put this all on paper? So when they come in for me, I put as much as I can on a quote for them. So the only thing they really have to consider after that quote are drinks, um, food, mm-hmm. and shopping. Mm-hmm. Really, if they've got all their day trips pre-planned, they know you know the transport included, breakfast included. Um, 
you know, that sort of thing, then they can probably calculate then what they'd spend per day in their head. Um, a lot of touring companies, so when they get their, um, if they're going on a tour, they get sent a, uh, like some documents, and on the documents it'll have all the, the things they can book with them, with the costing next to them. So that's a really good way of budgeting, saying, okay, well, I'm going to do this on this day, that's $200. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do this on this day, that's $50. And they can sort of give a little bit of a calculation of what they'd spend with that. Yeah, is that the advantage of pre-booking all those tours and attractions? You spoke about that before. So is that purely just to organise the budget or is it because it's going to be, you know, a deal or a special? Um, Many things. So this day and age, um, for example, I just went to Amsterdam in September, wanted to go to the Anne Frank house, didn't even think about pre-booking it online and it was sold out for three months. Oh, wow. Yeah, so it's um, since COVID, a lot of places have got limited numbers they're letting in. Still? Still, yeah. Okay. And limited numbers they're letting in, but also making people pre-book online. So a lot of things where the, you know there's going to be limited space, you need to pre-book months and months in advance. So I say to people, what's important to you? Do you think it'll be limited numbers to do it? Pre-book it or you're going to miss out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that would be obviously a lot more catered for someone who is a very organised traveller. If mm. you're someone who is going there simply to relax and you just want to go with the flow, then maybe pre-booking's not, not yeah. for you. Mm-hmm. You know, but you can also pre-book. Um, I mean, for example, if you're doing cruising or all-inclusive, you can, that's all your meals pre-booked. So wow, it's a yes. really, really good way to, if you're going to feed you with the family, you can book an all-inclusive resort. That's all your meals, all your drinks, very minimal spending money then so your budget is already taken care of and you've already spent it before you even get yeah, there as before well you even get there so it's like yeah you're gonna spend minimal. i think i went on a cruise and between my and my husband in 10 days we spent like our budget well our bill at the end was like 500 bucks mm-hmm. you know and that was just for some extra i think that was more mainly the casino <laughs> <laughs> good yeah, good yeah, yeah. <laughs> nice okay noted pre-book things i didn't yeah. even think about that yet being that long in advance three months that's hectic. yeah it's hectic and that's not the only example is i've had customers come in and say the same things you know they've tried to go online disney if you're going to disney like you've got to get your to tickets but now since covid you have to pre-book your day and they have limited numbers for the parks wow. as well so yeah all sorts of things you wouldn't consider that you've got to pre-book you do need to pre-book these i days. thought it was just like movie world you just rock up and you get your ticket you used to not now that and not at the moment yeah oh, there you go mm. So we learnt in episode one about peak seasons and shoulder mm-hmm. seasons. Can you provide a rough estimate of flight costs to some of our popular locations? I think in episode one we spoke about Europe and Japan as mm-hmm. we think that's you know the really trending holidays of this year. So do you have any estimates of during, um, what was it, peak season or shoulder season? Yeah, so I mean if you're looking, for example, Europe, that's a big thing. Um, if you're booking in advance, uh, I would say Peak season, you're looking at three, about around about three thousand dollars per person and up. Um, shoulder season, maybe two. So there is a, a big difference. The closer you get, um, you, you know, you're going to get to a point where there's actually no seats left on the planes. Mm-hmm. You know, I flew when I flew to Europe last year. I did the big seventeen-hour flight from um, Perth over to London, and my my whole flight was sold out three months before I went. Mm-hmm. So it's a case of you know the number of seats that are available. It's not just you know seats are limited. And it's not just a case of costing, it's whether you can get the seats as well. Yeah. 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 How far in advance are you seeing people book these days? Uh, people, people are trying to book for 2024, 20, 2025. <laughs> people are really um, on the ball with it. So I say to people at least nine months before, mm-hmm. at least. You, you re- do want to wait a little bit. You don't want to try it too early um, because you want all the airlines to release their 
um, their rates because it does become a little bit more competitive at that point. Mm-hmm. So at least nine to ten months before. Nine to ten yeah, months. Yeah, 11 okay. months a little bit early because you might only have three airlines which have released their rates. It's not competitive enough to drive the market mm-hmm. down. Yeah, That's funny you say that because we, my friend group, we're actually trying to plan a big holiday next year for probably this time next year. I think around August we're wanting to mm-hmm. go do a big winter holiday, probably New Zealand. I mm-hmm. think we're all pretty set on New Zealand. If anyone has any recommendations <laughs> of things to do in New Zealand or places to see, I feel like the locals are always the best to pick yeah. their brains or the little cafes and stuff. And, yeah, it's funny that you say that about the nine to ten months because I'm very much of the mindset that book as soon as the flights come out because that'll be the cheapest the flights are. But then the other half of the group is saying, no, wait around for deals. You know, there's still deals going two, three months in advance. But I'm I'm the planner of the group. I'm very much of let's book it now so we've paid for it. You can, you know, earn the money back you want to spend on other things when you're away. But, yeah, so is there ways to find these deals or you know is it worth waiting around or is it worth booking that exactly when it comes out nine months before yeah so pre-covid unfortunately that we had things like expos which were when all the airlines released special deals um airlines would do sale rates to fill seats but if you think about a supply demand thing if a if a company has got enough people and less routes there's no need to do a special um so definitely the earlier the better. Um, some of the airlines, um, you can go on and join their programs. Um, there's certain airlines, you know, um, low-cost carriers where they might release a special if, if a country, for example, when Bali first opened up, you know, mm-hmm. they'd, oh, let's, let's drive Bali. So they did release a special. But, you know, I say to customers, you're going to receive that email at the same time as us, and it's limited seats. So when you see it, you've got to grab it because they right. might only have 40 seats at that price, mm-hmm. you know. So don't wait around for... A week and think you're going to get that same deal. But that is very few and far between. I think over the last couple of years, I've seen it maybe two or three times. So um, the earlier, the better, in my, my thinking. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I'll take that back to the group chat. Yes. And say, yes, you guys can keep listening to me and yeah. my little yes. organised stress with booking. I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. very much the, the planner of the holidays. I like it all just to be on yeah. paper, which is why it's so great to have you guys in the studio yeah. because it's making me feel <laughs> a lot better about travel. Um, so is there anything to consider when budgeting for a beginner like myself that you might not have ever thought of? Lots of things, unfortunately. <laughs> like people, okay, I let's think, go uh, yeah, them. I just think people think um, when they first come in that the only thing they've really got to consider is um, flights, and I can work the rest out. But no one flies to a destination, sits in the airport for three weeks, and then flies back. You know, there's there's <laughs> that gap point. you've got to fill out. So there's um, pre-booking because this is such a supply-demand thing. Again, do you want to arrive there? And the only thing that's left is a one-star hostel or a five-star hotel because everyone else has pre-booked all the three to you know two, three-star, four-star ones, which would would have been within your budget. Um, it's also just entry requirements, transit requirements. You know, new passports. The price of visas. How long should we be waiting for a new passport these days? Uh, ours came, my son's came round in about six weeks. Okay. Um, That's not too bad to when uh, COVID first kind of started to settle down and travel opened up again. I know people were waiting like half a year for yeah. it. Well, my husband's was longer. He was a New Zealand passport and they rejected his photo three times. So you've got to take into consideration all these things. The other thing, um, just make sure you've got six months left on your passport from your return date for each country. 
um, because otherwise you'd be denied entry to the country as well. So right. there's a lot of travel things to consider, um, and visas can cost money. You know, um, you know, if, if if you're not booking via the right link, sometimes you can direct you to a page that looks a lot like the visa page, but it's got a two hundred dollar markup on it. You right. know, so there's all these different things to consider. Um, so lots, lots before you even book the holiday. Yeah, a lot of things. Yeah. Um, uh, one thing always asked me about phone bills. So right. you know, taking my mobile phone abroad. What do I do about that? You know, you know, turn your data roaming off to get a SIM card when you're there, or do something through your phone company before you go and open your network to things. Because there's some things you can do. Yeah. So basically, I'm with Vodafone. So mm-hmm. what I do is open my network to the countries I'm going to so I can use it. And then um, Vodafone just charges me $5 a day and I use my own phone bill from here. But then, you know, you have people who don't do any of that and all their data roaming is used when they're abroad because they don't understand that you get billed that when you come back. And they can, I think my husband came back from Asia once with like a $1,500 bill. Oh my goodness. Yeah, because he just didn't think he was just using it willy-nilly. and <laughs> Yeah, so it's just small things to consider all the time with it. Um, yeah. Wonderful. Anything else? So we've, we've, hang on, let me just have a little, little pause here. Okay. So we're going to talk about, we did the pre, pre pre-holiday travel budgeting stuff. Do we want to go now into things that we're going to talk about when you're actually there? So going into the insurance and then maybe tell your story. Okay. Might go on that. Wonderful. So all these things, so visas, passports, phone bills, all that stuff you have to consider before you're actually mm-hmm. even kind of looking at booking the holiday. What are some other things we have to consider throughout the holiday? Okay, so I think once all that's done, um, from my experience, there are two main main things which I'll touch on, which are really, really important. The first one is insurance, and not just any insurance. You need comprehensive cover that's going to cover you for all eventualities. And the second thing is what you do when something goes wrong. You know, because there are human error. There's, you know, things that just dynamic travel where things just naturally go wrong, like um, delays. But those two things, you need a pot of money for one and you need insurance to cover you for the other thing as well. And it's very, very important. How much are we looking at for that insurance? It really comes down to age, where you're going, how long you're going for. Do you have any pre-existing medical conditions, which are really important to add because it can eliminate your insurance while you're there. Um, for example, the states, you can be looking if you're on a respiratory equipment up to $30,000 a day. Now, if you haven't got the money to pay for that Robbie's on your credit face. card... Yeah. Robbie's face right now. That's true. And if you haven't got the money to pay for that on your credit card, get insurance. Get insurance. And you want an insurance company that um, that is well-known because when you go to the hospital, they're like, we know those, we know we're getting covered. They're not going to take your credit card and sting you for hundreds of thousands of dollars for you then to come back and put a claim in. Yeah, it's crazy. It's, it's very important, yeah. I mean, I'll give you an example. Like, when I was a lot younger, I was living and working in Greece, in Rhodes. Um, just there working in a bar. Boy from school came up, was like, Sam, you know, run up. <laughs> swung me around, accidentally dropped me. Oh. He fell on top of me. It was all giggles, you know. So I said, go off. You know, my boss is going <laughs> to kill you. You better run away. And then um, started feeling a bit weird. Felt a bit weirder. Went to the clinic. They were like, oh, you've probably just cracked a rib or something, came back. Um, about an hour later, I ended up in a seizure. Oh, um, goodness. Yeah, went to hospital. Um, couldn't understand anyway, because this is Greece, by the way. So it's like, you know, and this is Greece in 2001, so it's like a long time ago. Um, 
And I was like, what are they saying? And they just kept saying that they had to cut me open. And I was like, oh. nobody's cutting me open. You're sending me back <laughs> to the UK. I'm not being cut open here. And then my boss turns up, who's this, you know, 20-something big burly guy. I'd never seen him with emotion in his life, just tears pouring down his face. And he just said to me, they've done scans of you. They don't open you up. You are, you've got 20 minutes to live. Yeah, so I had damaged internal bleeding. So basically what had happened when between oh my the guy and the ground, it had ruptured my spleen, completely ruptured my spleen. So, yeah, I ended up letting them oh operate my on me. right now. I know. I'm just like, but um, I spent six weeks in hospital. I had to have two years off uni. I had a, like a long time recuperating from it. And um, luckily, the boy had travel insurance. Now, there's a clause in a travel insurance called public liability. Now, that what... what that covers you for is if you accidentally hurt somebody else not on purpose in our criminal thing it's an accidental error it covers you when they make a claim against you so I ended up having I think it was like $150,000 but you know that money had to come from somewhere because I wasn't earning I wasn't had to pay for certain things so um, if he didn't have holiday insurance how would that have come about you know so either I would have lost out or he would have lost out so um, how much was it was public liability you said so again I know you said there was a lot of factors that go into it but just a rough estimate so how much did you say it would have come to all up a hundred and fifty hundred fifty thousand dollars hundred fifty thousand dollars and how much would he have paid for his public liability yeah I know this oh, was back in 2001 but it would not have been a lot like a couple of hundred dollars at the most you know not even that probably back then that is a great example. Yeah. That I'm well. I'm glad it all turned out yeah. okay. And you're here. I yeah. was not expecting that yeah. story. Was, yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So it's a good example that I use with my clients to say, you know, it doesn't just cover you. It covers everything that surrounds you. You know, mm-hmm. everything that happens when you're there. You're in another country, so a lot of people lose, leave their common sense at customs. So they get there, they think, I'm in another country. I can do as I want. But you know, everything has consequences, and sometimes yeah. things go wrong. So. And insurance is there to help you with that. Yeah, okay. That is really, mm. really great. So insurance, the main thing. Yeah. Wonderful. Yeah, there is one other thing which is really big, I think, in this day and age, um, which is what do you do when things go wrong? So it's not just about the travel. It's about when you get there. Um, you know, if you're booking with an agent, there are human errors with agents. There's human errors with yourself if you book through an agent and something is wrong like a wrong time on flights or you've miscalculated the date of the check-in in the hotel they've got a big company behind them to fix that for you mm-hmm. if you do it yourself um there was a customer came in the other day they um their sister had booked the wrong time so they booked like thought it was a 9 p.m flight it was a 9 a.m flight got to the airport missed everything no flights um they were stuck in dubai or singapore and it cost them six thousand dollars to get back to australia now, that's human error. So, you know, like, do you have that pot of money if you're booking it yourself to cover that? There's also dynamic travel at the moment where things do get delayed and go wrong. You know, like, um, you could turn up to a hotel and they've closed or, you know. Um, I hear a lot of stories about yeah. people rocking up to a hotel and doesn't even exist anymore. Yeah, there's loads of things. like You know, thing, things happen. Like, it's just the nature of the world at the moment. Um Again, an agent can help you with that. But if you're on your own, like, you can put an insurance claim for things like that after, but you still have to find the funds up front, which is all very well saying, oh, oh you know, I can ring my mum, but, you know, you have to wait three days for her to transfer the money. Where are you sleeping for three days? You're going to get a phone bill from that. I exactly, know, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so there's all these things to consider. Like, you, you know, um, as much as you're on a budget, you also, also need a backup plan for if something happens. Yeah. 
So, yeah, you don't want to be stuck in another country with no funds, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Wonderful. Well, that puts things into perspective <laughs> very, very well. Thank you. Uh, thank you as well for sharing that personal okay. story. Definitely, yeah. Didn't have to share that whole part of your life, but that has been a very good lesson for us. Any extra tips you want to leave us with for budgeting before we head? Mm. Oh, the other thing is um, in, um, there's a lot of things like um, pre-finance options. So... Us, we've got financial options in um, Flight Centre that we use where you can get 12 months interest free. It is an application thing, but if you know if you are tight on a budget of funds to take with you, like spending money, um, we have people who are going getting married, so they might want to save. I mean, have a bit of pot of money for the wedding because they know they're going to get gifts on the day. <laughs> <laughs> but then they'll book it with them um, using one of the pre-finance companies, and then they get 12 months interest free to pay it off. Sometimes up to two years, mm-hmm. and it's in, yeah. So that that can help as well. So all these prepay things which are after pay after pay yeah after it's, it's kind of like yeah yeah okay. after pay type things so that can help um it's good to have um book flexible rates as well even though flights and insurance are very important to pay straight up things like touring cruising flexible rate hotels can all be paid off up until a period, you know a few months before you go so you you can actually be paying that off before you go so you don't need to find everything up front right yeah that's that's a good point to make yep. yeah because again i'm very much of a Pay it now so it's out of the way, but you can pay pay up until you go, you yeah. said. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's excess baggage as well. We've had a lot of people who do <laughs> over-shopping when they're away and they don't realise yeah, how much these me. airlines charge per kilo to get it home. And you can't even pre- – even prepaying it, it's per kilo. So I try to get my pram over to, do, um, to the UK with one of the airlines and it was going to cost me four or $500 because it's charged per kilo. Mm-hmm. So I ended up just going and buying one over there. You know, so this things don't overshot when you're there. Try and take a little bit of space in your suitcase for... Because you know you're going to buy things as you go along. Yes, you know, people definitely. say they don't, but they do. <laughs> yeah. Flexible fares as well, I think, is another one, you know, paying that little bit extra. So then if you do need to change your holiday, yeah. then you're not going to get slammed for that um, change of date. Absolutely. A lot of the... Um, when you buy a very budget airline or a budget cost for an airline it becomes with more restrictive um, rules so a lot of them now are like non-changeable non-refundable as the price gets more expensive they do do have more flexibility in it so Mm -hmm. there might be fees involved or when it gets to a certain point there's probably no fees involved apart from fear and tax difference Mm -hmm. so yeah there is that as well because things happen and you have to change your holiday and you know insurance won't pay out straight away if you have to change your holiday you pay to change it and then you claim it back Mm -hmm. so you've got to take that into consideration i think that's my biggest stress is yeah like to plan but so far in advance just seems really scary because i think yeah all of us have seen how fast things can change in you know a couple months let alone the nine to ten months that we were saying we should pre-book so yeah i think it's really i get really scared about booking um non-refundable hotel rates for people you know i've been very specific about what that means because um yeah down the track they think they can just change them but the hotels are very strict these days they're like we gave you the option of a flexible fare you chose the restrictive fare unfortunately mm-hmm. it's done you know so yeah it can be a bit sad breaking that news to someone <laughs> yeah. but you're like you were offered it <laughs> yeah wonderful well Save your pennies, ladies. Book your insurance. Yep. That, that's been the biggest thing that I've taken yep, from this. 100%. Is, yeah, I think I'm very much someone of it's just the flights and the accommodation and the food that you've got to pay for. So thank you for explaining all of that 
to us today. Okay. And we'll see you in the next episode. No problem. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Thank you. Bye.